Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil Putney and myself back to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And Phil, let's get into some common questions this week that, uh, for folks when they're forced into retirement. Uh, we've yes. got kind of like five common ones. Where you're at, obviously, you got clients obviously all over the country, but right there yep. in the Metro Detroit area, the big three. This becomes this is a big thing a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's there's several of them that are starting to to wean down do that that workforce. Yeah. You know, they're concerned, I think, with the potential of recession and yeah, you know, so they're they're trying to to prepare. Yeah, so, they're they're being and, and we're, yep, yep yeah. we're, we're having clients that are unfortunately in this scenario that they're nearing that stage and we're considering it. Yeah. Now they're, they're getting forced into a decision of, okay, do I, do I take it? Do I, yeah. And how do I an offer? Yeah. What do I do? So, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's a great point by the way, is that, yeah, the, the, uh, the looming 23 year, you know, 2023 on the horizon Mm -hmm. here, this is our, uh, one of our October, October episodes, and yeah, I, I think it, when big companies start to do some things like this, that's usually an indicator that right. they feel it's going to be a tough year economically yeah. as well. So yep. uh, certainly something to you know ponder. They, for they see some headwinds coming, so they're they're doing what they can to prepare. So yeah. So let's talk about five common questions people asked. Sure. Uh, people ask, excuse me, when being forced into retirement. Uh, number one, should I? Right, except the, the the retirement buyout that includes a severance, uh, or take the chances and maybe stay. Generally, the first step in that is they will put offers out. You know these retirement severance packages to different groups that are within the age range. You know, just to see who retirement to see who voluntarily accepts the offer and and you know uh, voluntarily leaves the company. But yeah, so you know, before so they, they have to cut the herd, they yeah, see so the. Okay. Yep. The, the question here is, okay, do I take that or do I say, no, I'm going to keep, you know, I, I don't want the offer. I'm going to continue to work Yeah. and take your chances is, okay, well, what the, the company does, the next offer. step yeah. is that if they didn't get enough in that first yeah. voluntary stage, you know, now they're going to come in and the managers are told, okay, we need to eliminate expositions from your yeah. workforce. Okay. You know, and now management starts involuntarily picking people. And at right. that stage, there's no buyout offer. There's no severance. It's sorry. You're your laid position off. is, yeah, is no longer needed yeah. and you're, you're laid off, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's the real question is, okay, do I take it, take the severance or do I, you know, take my chances and hopefully I'm not one of the, the selected that if they didn't get enough, they're going to, you know, eliminate yeah. my position anyways. And, and they typically will start this with, um, higher end worker, I mean, higher, I guess, paid workers, and also that are close to retirement, right? Right. Because they're kind of looking at that window again. So this is going to be clients or potential clients that you have. So when you're thinking about that, then it becomes the conversation of, okay, so is it the lump sum, right? Or is it the, uh, you know, is it the, you know, basically for lack of a better term, the monthly, it's like an annuity basically, right? It's what it is, right? The monthly payout. Right. Yeah. So part of that option is, I mean, first is looking at severance, you know, that piece of it, just the, the, basically a lump sum payment for your remaining period of time. You know, maybe it's a 12 month, a six month, every company is a little different on how much they give you in a quote unquote severance to, to leave yeah. early. You know, maybe the, the second is days, maybe it's whatever, right. Yeah, yep. all that stuff, yeah. You know, the, the second is okay. If your company has a pension, part of that retirement, cause now you're retired, you know, right. you're taking that option, you're retiring. If the company has a pension, you generally have, two general kind of a high level, two options. You're either taking the income, that annuity stream, so to speak, 
Right. And there's several options there, whether it's single life or some kind of a survivor benefit, or do I take the lump sum? You know, and, yeah. and that's the next big question if your company does have a pension. And we're dealing with a lot of that in our area right now. And that's a real key question, especially in, in the time frame we're in, because lump sums are an interesting number. I mean, it, statistically, how they work is the actuaries for that company pension is, is basically figuring the math to say, okay, well, if we've guaranteed this employee X amount a month for the rest of their life, right? based on current rates and in, in, in that pension plan documents, they've got certain rates that they have to use federally established rates. They determine if I have to give somebody 3000 a month mm-hmm. for the rest of their life, then if the, the federal rate that we have to use is 2%, well, I have to give them a bigger chunk of money at earning 2% to, to get that pension, that guaranteed income, because the pension didn't change. Right. Right. But the interesting factor that's going on right now is that all these pension plans have a annual kind of a renewal. Mm-hmm. Where they yeah. redo that calculation and interest rates have risen dramatically. Yeah, for sure. So unfortunately, if you're looking at this decision, do I take the income? Do I take the lump sum? That lump sum, if you wait, we've seen clients that are are, are having a decrease in the lump sum of 20 to 25, maybe even 30%. Oh, wow. That's hefty. Yeah. Because interest rates have risen. So again, back to the math, if I still have to give you the 3000 a month, now if interest rates went from two to four, well, I don't have to give you as much in a lump sum because you're, the, the rate we're using to project is, is a higher rate. So it's a less, less of a lump sum to get the income. Yeah. And I don't think most people even would think about that in those terms, right? We are presented with lump sum or the monthly payment and we look at the number and we just, I mean, most of the time in this industry, you hear the lump sum and many advisors say, Hey, the lump sum's the no brainer because you have more control. uh, You can do more things with it, right? You take the money, you put it in an IRA, you got more smorgasbord, blah, 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 right? You can invest it your own way. But that's a really interesting vantage point sometimes because that's not something that the average person that we would just think about. And if you're thinking about the big three, for example, since it's just the area that you're in, some people say, well, don't take the monthly payment because what about the, you know, the, um, you know, this stability uh, of right. the company, yeah. right? Well, the big yeah, so, aren't going anywhere. So you feel a little more comfortable, obviously, with something like that than you would maybe a smaller company. So it's a lot of variables in there that at first glance, you might not think about. Yeah. And, and getting into that, you know, lump sum versus the the pension income. I mean, there's a lot of variables to consider. That's one of them is the, the viability of the pension. You know, right. if, because the, as long as the pension's funded, fully funded, then mm-hmm. the company doesn't really matter because the, the pension assets are what's covering the pension income. Right, right. Where, where the company matters is if the pension isn't fully funded. And, and oftentimes that is the case, you know, especially sure. as markets and everything go up and down. So if the pension isn't fully funded, now whatever that difference is falls back to the company as a liability. Right. And if the company goes under, now the pension doesn't have enough assets. That's where then the, the pension benefit guarantee corporation, the PBGC has to come in and kind of help sure up the pension. And if that happens, unfortunately, there's some maximum payments that are going to happen. Most people end up losing, you know, up to half of their pension, a pretty substantial amount. It's pretty substantial. So it's, yeah. it's not an option you want to choose. So, I mean, that's one of the factors, but then it's just beyond that running the math to see, you know, do I take that lump sum more control? You know, I can, yeah. 
help keep up with inflation. That's one of the biggest disadvantages to a pension is most of them are level. Right. They're still so, have colas, right? If you're getting 3000 a month, then it's 3000 this year and three, you know, so if right. we're at 8% inflation, you know, you're not sure, buying as Bill. much next year because the same 3% is <laughs> there. So, you know, sure, or even, yeah. even five or, you know, three, yeah. four, I mean, whatever you want to use, it doesn't matter. It, it's the, you're losing value yeah. every year and it goes down pretty quick. So it, no, there's I a did, lot I, of I love consideration. The, uh, I love the 8% or 9% yeah. or whatever number they want to put out because we all know it's kind of bubkus, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Especially when energy and, and food is not in that. Let's take those out. Yeah. We, we yeah, don't want to Because they don't affect anything. You no, know? no, no, not at all. So, you know, it's I, not like one of the biggest line items in your budget. I know, no. right? I, I love how they have their little in housing, the yeah, creative ways to kind of go get there. around that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we definitely feel like it's a lot more than just the, the official numbers. Um, but anyway, back to the topic here. So, uh, what about just like the severance portion? If mm -hmm. someone has that option of the one, just the severance part, um, yeah. you know, one time payment over a couple of months. My brother's kind of in that boat. I think I've mentioned mm -hmm. before that he's yep. looking at, they're probably going to retire him next year when the contract ends. He's a contract employee and it'll end next year, which is close. It's a little short of when he was planning to retire. And now they've told him, well, we might try to keep you a couple more months. And he's like, Hey, if they keep me a couple more months and I, and they let me go, I get the severance versus you know, if right. I just hit that point and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm kind done. Of, yeah. Yeah. Keep extending it. And I'm like, okay, now I'm done. I leave. I don't get the severance. So he's kind of weighing those options too. But then the question becomes is how do you take it over right. a few months, which he would like to do or, mm -hmm. you know, one big chunk. There's a lot of factors that get to go into this. The, the biggest one to me really is the tax side of it because, okay. I mean, think of it right now. So let's say that that's your scenario. You've been presented this offer. We're, you know, coming up on November. Right. You know, and so in the right. offer is, you know, by December 1st, you have to take this offer. Right. So you've got 11 months of pay already this year. And if they're going to give you a lump sum, um, that's taxable this year in addition year. to yeah. 11 months of compensation. Yeah. Does it kick so you got to look at the, yeah, you got to look at the tax brackets and does that all of a sudden put me up into a higher bracket where it doesn't yeah. make sense? Maybe I push that into next year to keep my brackets lower. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. The, kind of the flip side of that to consider too is that whole Social Security and Medicare. Medicare not so much now because there's no cap. It's Social Security, right? You know, so if you're already above the the Social Security threshold, you know, then if you get this severance as a lump sum this year, you're above it, so you're not paying that extra six point two percent. Okay. Versus if you throw it the next year, starts all over again. Starts you get all over year, again. You know, so there's to me the biggest piece here is the tax. Understand, you know, the tax side of it. Do I take it this year? Do I wait? Yeah. pros and cons, yeah. you know, and then the other piece of it is just the peer management of it is, I mean, everyone wants the lump sum. That's great. But if right. you're getting 12 months of a lump sum, that has to last you 12 months. Yeah. You know, Are you so going to do that? Right. It's yeah. not you, you know, I've got, you know, a hundred thousand yeah, dollars now sitting true. in the bank and, you know, I've always wanted that new whatever. And yeah, you know, that's all true. Of a sudden yeah. it, it's tempting. It's got yeah, that's supposed what, to last you 12 months. So. Yeah, that, that's where he's at. He sits there and looks at my, he keeps, he keeps not getting himself a classic car, but he really wants one. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and he keeps looking at mine and he's like, Hmm. And I'm like, oh, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. Which I'm not saying it's not an option. It, it, as it long is, as you, yeah. with all of this, it well, comes down to having yeah. a plan. You've got and to I run know the numbers his plan and see and how it, it works. Call from a classic car. So, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I give, I give him a little bit of a tease on that. But yeah. anyway, so, but yeah, so again, when you're thinking about these common questions, and I guess I should get, get back to it, but the first one again was, you know, do you accept the, the buyout offer or do you take yep. your chances? Uh, the second one was, do you accept the pension or, the, or do you go lump sum? I mean, yep. uh, uh, yeah, the pension or lump sum. Pension or lump sum, yeah. And, uh, and then the third one was, you know, the severance question that we just tackled. The fourth one is, what about, are, are you seeing folks coming in who say, hey, what if I, uh, what if I take the offer, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of we the elected offer, and maybe I get another job, right? So maybe I look for something else, or how close am I, right? To yep. do I need to do that? You know, do you have to to get that job? Is that part do you want of, to? Do you have to? Or, or you know, do I have to? Is one you know section? Do I want to? You know, you know, even if you don't have to, are you just not ready yet to yeah. retire? You still right. kind of enjoy your field or whatever it is. Maybe you're just stressed out at your current position. I, and in yeah. fact, I'm working with a client right now that's going through this exact decision. You know, I mean, he, he's a little early, probably five years earlier oh, than okay. what he's anticipating, yeah. you know, so really wasn't ready to call it quits today, but he is done. He's just under too much stress at work and, and yeah. ready to, to look for something different. Yeah. So he's doing this. He's, he's taking the option. We're going to, you know, go ahead and, and take the, the, the offer in his case, the lump sum made sense. And again, not to say that's right for everyone. You've sure. got to run the math and see what it looks like, but he's not ready to, to quit yet. So he's actively pursuing other positions to see what's out there. So you when know? you, so when he came to you and said, you know, Hey, this is what's being on the table. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm burnt out. Let's, you know, let's make this work. You have to then go in and retweak that plan. Right. We're just running say, the okay, math to see, okay, this is what it looks what's like. going to happen by doing this now versus right. what the prior plan was when you were working there for the another five years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, really it's one of these decisions you don't want to just jump into and say, Hey, I did this thing. You know, especially now, if they call you up and say, yeah, you're on the, you're on yeah. the voluntary list. Would you like to retire early? And they present you with that big takeaway. And we'll get to that in just a second is definitely, if you don't have a, a financial professional to talk to, go talk to one. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of little caveats there. Uh, the final question, and we'll just, then we'll finish it up with that, Phil is um, people definitely wonder, will I have trouble getting rehired at, a, at mm-hmm. an old age? He's, he does the same thing. He's in IT. Yep. He's like, well, you know, and he's the one. And the reason they're extending, and I keep telling him, the reason they keep extending his contract is because he's one of the best performers, right? Yep. And he knows this. He's like, and, and that's great because they've seen my quality of my work. But right. if you're let go and you have to look for something else, they don't know you from Adam. Right. And so, yes, we know there's not supposed to be age discrimination, but let's it is be just a, a matter it's of harder that. to get a job. Right. And, yeah, unfortunately, tip. Typically it is. I mean, I've got another client that I um, worked with or am working with that had gone through this very scenario, unfortunately, like three years ago. Um, And his plan was, he didn't, uh, it wasn't an offer. He just got let go. They eliminated his position. Yeah. You know, so we went through all the same thing, you know, and his plan was to go back to work and he had actively pursued this for a good two and a half years. Hmm. It took him a long time to find a position. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's just the, the day and age we live in, right? I mean, yeah. companies, we recognize experience and, and, you know, that value and a lot of other things. You want experience when you're talking to an advisor or a doctor or whatever. But in the workforce, I, I think experience is one of those things that has somewhat got thrown to the wayside of they're I, I looking will, for dollars. Yeah, I will say the sunshine aspect there is. And again, I, I try to find the occasional silver linings to the whole COVID thing we've had to yep. deal with is I think that it's also shined a light on the value oh, yes. of, of the folks with 
the work ethic. I, yes. I won't put anybody into a category. I'll just simply say that it's yep. one of those things where I think people go, oh, this person has a great work ethic. Yeah, they might cost us a little bit more because of their seniority, but that's probably going to be worth it. So I do think that that has changed a little bit since maybe yes. the three years ago, like you first talked about with the other gentleman. Um, so maybe, right? I mean, it's not all yeah. gloom and doom, right? No, no, not all. But I mean, and this is always the battle in large companies is that, that battle between accounting yeah. You know, and, and then the, the management, the the people running the, the actual, you know, department and trying to make things work. Yeah. Accounting doesn't see all that stuff. They just say, they hey, this care. person costs us 20% more. Yeah. That's the bottom line number they're looking at. Yeah, true. You know, the, the manager's looking at saying, yeah, I'm paying 20% more, but I'm getting 30, 40% more in productivity. Right. You know, and they're doing their job versus if I, you know, so anyways. And that's where yeah, hopefully a good supervisor comes in and is, is fighting for you, right? Yeah, that's exactly. The, exactly. You know, so, so at the end of the and, day, and just. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, just to throw one other consideration out yeah. that's not in here, but healthcare. I mean, that's one of the, the big factors too. Yeah. You know, so especially if this, you're running through this scenario and you're not 65. Yeah. Because now yeah. you're, you're kicked out of, you know, the, the workforce, so to speak, from a health insurance standpoint, you're put into the marketplace, which mm-hmm. is generally very expensive. And in, in, in today's market, as a general rule, I mean, if you look at it, Cobra is, is, Oftentimes, the better option, which is, is that offered usually totally in these count- buyouts, Phil, is that oh, yeah. is, they is, have to. Yeah, companies have to, have to offer. Uh, it's eighteen months of Cobra. Like eighteen months of Cobra. Okay, but I mean, it used to be. I mean, for years, it's never Cobra's never been one of those. Oh, you know, you don't ever take Cobra; you can get it cheaper. Oh but yeah. yeah, Cobra today is generally the the less expensive and better coverage. That's crazy <laughs> than what you can get on your own in the marketplace. That's you crazy. Know? So, and it's it's just a, it's outrageous. So it's it's a very large expense you have to consider. Yeah, That's a great point. So even when you're that. running through this, all this math, you've got to look at that factor to say, okay, well, that's great. But now I'm paying Cobra or whatever, and this is what it's going to cost me. Well, that worked out well, because I was going to ask you any wild cards. That, yeah, we that, that is the wild there. card right there. So there you go. So I'm glad you brought that out. It's a great point. So yeah, so common questions about that whole, you know, if you're being forced into it or mm-hmm. You know, it's at least being presented or being talked about, and, and we're seeing more and more of it. We probably will see more of it into next year as well. Yep. You know, who, who knows, but uh, things can change, but certainly it's something that you're experiencing right now, which is why we decided to talk about it this week on the podcast. So, folks, if you do have this in front of you, if it is a question that's being brought up and you are not working with someone, please take the time to call one, two, three, whatever the case is, call some financial professionals, have a conversation, yep. and find out, to Phil's point, the taxes uh, some of that nuance to how the the rates have changed, how the payout and the the monthly might work, all that good stuff. Great tips in there. Make sure you're having those conversations. And you could, of course, reach out to Phil if you'd like to at 248 248- 888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. Of course, stop by the website, philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple and Google and all that good stuff. And if you got questions, again, reach out to Phil. He'll be happy to help. Phil, my friend, thanks for hanging out and chatting. Good stuff today. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. I always appreciate your time. We'll see you next time right here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.